Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This podcast is brought to you by audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in overly chilly Portland. Oh, and this is Dimity in Denver. Um, I think I, I got you beat, Sarah, on this one. We're expecting snow. It's uh, <gasps> April 22nd. Um, probably between, uh, I mean, for Denver area, probably no more than six inches, but like the foothills of Boulder and the mountains and stuff, a foot. Stop it. I know. <laughs> that is. I know. And I mean, that. how recently was it? Last week or the week before? No, so two weeks ago that you changed your travel plans based on that anticipated foot of snow. Yep, and then and then um, last week we also had snow, and we had like the winter that wasn't, you know. Um, and now all of a sudden we are just like, I mean, we need the moisture. I will not ever turn down moisture, um, but you know. And I was really heartened to hear that our rivers are getting back up to a hundred percent because, you know, Lord knows um, we need it. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's. You know, on at the end of April, you know, the showers, I'll take showers, I'll take rain, but snow, <laughs> you know, I mean, cause that, that, you know, basically the assumption is, is that it's under 32 degrees. So it's cold yes. and wet, one, you know, one could make that assumption. Yes. based. On <laughs> I'm no meteorologist, but let me tell you, I think that liquid precipitation turns to snow when it gets under 32. Yes. Um, Okay, well that that trumps um because Jack went out when he I went running and I didn't I noticed it was chilly but I didn't really I never look at the temperature before I go running and so when Jack got the newspaper he said oh there's frost on the front yard and I thought he said there's frosting on the front yard and I was like really there is <laughs> somebody iced our front lawn what is it vanilla or chocolate right is it buttercream because if so I'm there. <laughs> um, so speaking yeah. speaking of icing it was frosting it was yeah. ben's birthday party yesterday right it was ben's birthday seven seven and um so i mean i wrote a little bit about feeling guilty on uh on the blog post today about this iron man training and um and uh i love mother runner parties and um i know this this i, I i'm 100 sure this will not scar him but we'll be in sacramento um at the party when it's ben's true seventh birthday. So, um, so to make up for it, we're having three birthday parties for him, <laughs> of course, because, um, we're doing, we did one yesterday with his friends, which I'll talk about in a second, one Tuesday night with um, his family. This is very funny. I got to tell you this. So, um, so Tuesday night, so I'm like, okay, you know, with just the four of us, we'll celebrate your birthday, Ben. Um, you get to pick which restaurant you want to go to. Mm. Uh huh. So, um, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm thinking like he's going to pick Chipotle or, you know, Wahoo's or something, you know, kind of fast foodie, but not really fast foodie. Mm -hmm. Um, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's oh, oh. I said, I said, Ben, I'm sorry. I just, I can't eat that. I'm sorry. You know, can you think of something else? So then he says, Chick-fil-A. Oh no. <laughs> Which is another fast food restaurant. And I said, you know, 
I just said pie, which is my nickname for my like pie. Can't you, you know, isn't there something like a pizza restaurant or something like that that you want? And, um, and he stormed out of the room with a pen and a piece of paper Mm. and he came back. It was a little post-it note. So on one side of the post-it note, it said to mom. And then on the other side, it said, it is my birthday, not yours. <laughs> Guess he told you there, Dimity. I know. I know, right? I was like, okay, I got it. Got it. Okay, I'll go to Chick-fil-A. I'll do that. You know, I'll eat the waffle fries. So um, so that's Tuesday night. And then we're going to go up and uh, my mom just moved into a house in the mountains. So we're going to go celebrate with her and see the house on um, Saturday night. So, you know, I mean. Mm, a week a week long fete of Ben. Of ben. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yesterday we had um, four, four friends over plus him. So we had five, you know, six and seven year old boys. Um, and we had the great idea of having them all bring lightsabers <laughs> from Star Wars, a la, you know, Luke Skywalker. Um, and it actually just in case out. someone Just in case someone didn't know what a lightsaber was. Thank you. For, well, yeah. You know, Mom listening who has a one-year-old girl, like, you know, she may not know. I just heard this morning on NPR that they are uh, translating, um, I think, the fourth Star Wars movie into Navajo. So I think we're pretty safe in assuming that everyone (laughs) knows about Star Wars. Yeah, Navajo, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, So uh, so anyway, it actually was just fine. Um, Now, but why, I I saw that you tweeted about the lightsabers or something. And so why is that, why was that, did that turn out to be not such a great idea? Well, they fought, you know, oh, they oh, okay. and so, um, you know, and I, cause, cause I kept asking him, do you want to have a, do you want to have any games? We had a spider web. Have you guys ever done spider webs? Oh, Dimity, you have talked about spider webs. I love the, <laughs> I have never done it, but I truly admire your spider web ability. Yeah. Well, that's what I did. My mom did it when I was younger. And so, you know, it's basically like you just make a web of diff- every, every kid gets a different color yarn. Um, and you weave it around chairs and tables and in my case, a bike trainer and some other <laughs> stuff. And then, um, at the end is a, is a present, um, mm-hmm. like we got them a little Lego figurine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so we wanted to do the spider web. So we did that and that took about 20 minutes and I'm like, okay, two hours, two hours. So I'm like, all right, fine. Bring the, he didn't want to play any other games. He said, mom, we're just going to do some scheming scheming <laughs> I said, okay scheming and uh so we brought the lightsabers and it actually was it was okay but then we had like two minor casualties you know with you know some tears and stuff so i said okay let's put the lightsabers down mm-hmm. and uh and then we played some legos and stuff and i mean it's it's all good it's just it is so much harder than you think it's gonna be mm-hmm. i don't know do you ever host birthday parties at your own house i have I have. We did one for Phoebe when we were redoing our basement. So that was kind of fun to just have a somewhat indestructible space um, because it was just kind of framed out. And, oh, I love, there's nothing I love more than a pinata. I'm sorry. I'm just a sucker for pinatas. (laughs) And um, so, um, and the twins are there. John Daphne's birthday is um, at the end of July. So we have had an outdoor birthday party, like with um, slip and slide and a pinata and, you know, just playing on the um, play structure and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, they're not, they really aren't that bad. And, and, um, but they do. You know, there were day. You know, it's, it's, there was like moments where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to go by so quickly." And then I looked down at my watch, and I'm like, "Okay, 40 more minutes." <laughs> you know, like because they're all just different. You know, I don't know these kids very well, so I don't have the. You know, I can't. I can't really gauge if they're having fun or. You know, I mean, there was one kid that came who was definitely very 
kind of shy and, um, you know, couldn't kind of keep up. And I kept worrying that he was going to like go home and cry to his mom that, you know, his friends left him out. And I don't know. I I think as adults, though, I think we bring a lot of our own social anxiety to the situation. And oh, absolutely. And because I, I think it's so natural to be like, oh, they aren't having a good time. They aren't having a good time. They're going to like, you know, this reflects badly on me. And it's just like, you know what? They just are stoked to get some candy and some cake and to just scream around. around somebody else's house. Yeah. No, and I, and I definitely, I mean, that was my overarching thing. But then there's a couple, you know, a couple lightsaber incidents and a couple other things. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, this oh. poor child's come home and whatever. But well, it's all done. I mean, I, I still am scarred, emotionally scarred from Phoebe's eighth eighth birthday. And, you know, I let her have a sleepover. and I knew it was too early and I still did it. And there were a lot of tears, including some of my own. Yeah. They're they're the devil. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just the devil. And I I mean that with, you know, I mean, the thing is, you don't, someone's always going to be left out. Even if you invite like an even number, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. You know, you go to bed late, you eat crap, you wake up early, like, I mean, in the day after a sleepover, that should just be like the rule should be the child has to immediately go to bed and not wake up the next day <laughs> when, they, when they get home, right? That's your kids, as I said about mine this weekend. Oh, my kids don't know the meaning of the word tired. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but I just feel like, yeah, I mean, because most of my memories, my bad birthday memories are from feeling left out at sleepovers, you know? Uh, yeah. That's okay. Life goes on. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you... Yeah, and so you had it at eight. Amelia wants to really have a sleepover. She's going to be ten this year. I think if we have three friends, I yeah, can we um, yeah we can totally do it. So then, so now the twins will turn eight this summer. Um, the twins who have a name, John da- names John Daphne, and they and they're like, please can we have a sleepover? I'm like, no, I made that mistake once. I'm not repeating it. But then by ten, Phoebe had she had she's had much smaller birthday parties since then. And um, even though it wasn't, I think there were only four or five kids at that. Eight one, but um, yeah. I mean, we've had. Um, I guess she had two friends sleep over last time, and maybe it was. I don't even know if ten was a sleepover, and um, so that's totally manageable. And we sometimes have two kids sleep over just on a regular Saturday night. Like we don't even consider that quote unquote a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, we, just, we are, that's just how we, we roll, like, you know. <laughs> we're definitely definitely different uh dealing with two different subsets of children between you and your family and my family. Yeah, yeah. Um I also sometimes feel that having one kid sleepover makes the family life easier. You know, because then the kids are all distracted and they're I don't know, oh, my yeah. you know, my kids fight less when there's no matter who has the person sleeping over. It's it's less fracas than um, how about that? Was it, did I say that, that right? word? <laughs> did I say that word correct, correctly? Um, and <laughs> it's also a fragrance. <laughs> it's also a perfume too. Um, I just noticed that my mother wears that. Um, so we'll have to look up. I don't know how to, and my I don't think my computer's on. Jonah, we need to look up F R A C A S. Please, <laughs> please, por favor. <laughs> Um, so, but you saying about how, you know, after people are tired and cranky and all that stuff, I thought, oh, that sounds just sort of like how you feel during training. Don't you think? Timothy? <laughs> oh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, you were asking about my training before we started. And I mean, I am, as I said in my post today, I am in the thick of it. And it's funny because I kept waiting for this moment. I'm like, you know, I've been training for, you know, well, by the time I get to the Iron Man or I'm calling it the Iron Mother these days, um, 
it is going to be eight months of, of solid training. And mm-hmm. for like the first four, I kept being like, what's the big, what's the big deal? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going for like 90 minutes in the morning instead of 60, but you know, that's not, you know, that's doable. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, like the past two, two, three weeks, like it's kicked up. Like I look at my workouts and I'm like, okay, swim, I can swim. You know, I'm swimming somewhere between like I mean, it, over 3000 yards or meters every workout. And, uh, I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then, and then I, <laughs> and then I scroll down and I'm like, oh, and there's a bike after it. <laughs> like, oh, funny how that works. An 80 minute bike. Um, cause so, also, uh, cause you were also injured in one way, in one discipline or another, you couldn't do all three until yeah. recently. Yep. Yep. This is true. And actually right now, um, you know, we got, I got back from New York and as I said in the blog, my, my neck decided it didn't want to turn left or right anymore, which, you <laughs> We're know, back to that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just in one continuous loop of injuries. So <laughs> that makes swimming a little, a little painful, but, um, but I know I can get through it. Um, do, like, do, you, do you use your snorkel now then? Do you do that? <laughs> I, if I had a snorkel, I would be using it. Oh, I thought I, you I, had a snorkel. I thought I, I was poking good fun at you. I thought you owned no, one no, and no. used it already. I, my a doctor suggested I did, mm. but you know, I'm so over buying gear at this point that mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I will survive with what I have because <laughs> I am not spending another dime on <laughs> athletic equipment. Now you're like, let's get a snorkel drink. sponsor, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the mother runners need snorkels, right? Um, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going well. I mean, I, I, I won't lie. Like it, I am feeling very tired, very challenged. Um, oh, I didn't, I, I haven't noticed that about you, Dimity. <laughs> probably not at all. Right. As my business partner. Um, and, uh, but, and I, I don't want to quit. I mean, I, I don't want to quit. I will not quit. I will get through this race, but it is really, really hard. And I know that just sounds like a super platitude, but I just, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how people do it. I mean, part of the reason why I wanted to do this race is because I've just always really been super intrigued by the endurance lifestyle. Like, you know, I followed a, a, I was on a crew for a bike race called Race Across America. Um, I've paced in the Leadville 100. I've been to Ironman races and I'm just always so intrigued by people who do this, like who pushes their body so hard and so far, you know, to a almost non-human level. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and usually it's been enough for me to kind of stand on the sidelines and just marvel at it and wonder about it. And I just wanted to jump in for one race and I'm only going to jump in for one race. Um, but I just, you know, I mean, I've met several women who are mothers who do this, you know, as a lifestyle. Right. And I just, you know, I mean, they must be just made of titanium or something because I, I don't know how they could do it. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. And one audiobook that I recommend you give a listen to is Me Before You 
by Jojo Moyes. It's really enjoyable. It's a British novel. It's romantic without being sappy. I'm I'm digging it. So for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com backslash mother. That's audiblepodcast.com backslash mother. Oh my gosh. Fracas. So it's fracas. <laughs> I stand fracus. I stand corrected. Fracas. That's also so, why would you say an it's an odd way to say an A, right? Because it is F-R-A-C-A-S. Fracas. That also sounds like a, a swear word kinda. Like, you know, somebody cuts in front of you, fracas. <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd word altogether. Like I just think we just leave that one out of our vocabulary totally. I just I don't think it you know, like some words that like, you're really proud when you pull it out, but fracas just sounds like you're kind of like this Polish slash swear word slash it doesn't really it's very it's very um jolting yes all right yeah can I just say as long as we're um this sort of leads into one of my training tips which is if you haven't picked up that theoretically is the theme of this show um uh when Molly and I were running we were running 15 miles on Saturday and um I don't know like around mile seven suddenly these like five dollar words started coming out of my mouth <laughs> and um oh, i was like oh didactic pedantic um superfluous um verbose all this stuff and she was like oh just keep them coming sarah these are entertaining me i'm like i don't know where this is coming from um but that's sort of we were um one of my training tips is to um vary vary your roots or um go to new environs um and just to, just to halt for one second sarah yes. put yourself on pause but yeah what we want to do on this podcast actually is is talk because we are both in the thick of training sarah's going to take on vancouver in um just a matter of weeks now and uh and um and and uh, i'm going to obviously be doing my iron mother um june 23 mm-hmm. so um so yeah so we've just got a couple of our uh gold star tips for you here today mm-hmm. or just ones that we haven't shared recently i don't i don't want to claim that mine are gold star that's a, that's a mighty lofty goal um yes and as people are listening to this i'll be running vancouver marathon in one slim week so um oh, gosh not even a matter of weeks one week mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that being also because your husband's running a marathon that same day um so yeah so uh molly when we started training for vancouver we she said i don't want to just do our regular routes i want to try a lot of different places to go running i'm like okay um so i've been traveling some so that may you know so my new environs were um, san francisco and connecticut but so um we drove across the columbia across the mighty columbia went to vancouver washington and went on this just lovely beautiful rolling uh paved trail that is so underutilized there are so few people on this trail and it just kind of winds through these fields and um kind of sun dappled woods with lots of ferns and uh tons a lot of it had streams a stream beside it and oh it was just gorgeous just beautiful so um I just i don't know dimity how often do you you with all your training i mean um, you probably don't get to. Do I switch things up? Yeah. I mean, I switch it up a little. Um, my runs are pretty, pretty. I, I've got a couple routes that I do again and again because I really like running from my house. I don't like to have to drive to run. Mm-hmm. Um, um, cycling though, I have I have been driving out to different places. Oh. Uh, 
and then and then um, drop, putting the wheels down, as they say, and going. Um, I, the, my biggest fear is getting lost on the bike. And um, I mean, even this coming Saturday, um, I've got a, a kind of a whopper of a workout and uh, going back to the mother guilt. So Ben's um, uh, soccer game, which I'm going to miss five or six of them this season for mm-hmm. various reasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I really want to be at this game because, you know, there, there are only so many. And, um, and so I, his, it's at 1245. So I really want to be done by noon, mm-hmm. but I'm supposed to ride, I'm supposed to ride 50 miles, run for 50 minutes and then ride for another 50 miles. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh right? my, wow. I'm glad I was sitting down when you told us. <laughs> I put this in the post and I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet, but I've said it to a couple of people. This Ironman training, it's like shopping at Costco. Like it's like you get this inflated sense of, you know, you're just, you get your perspective shifts, right? So you're. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love. And each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. At Costco, and you're like, oh, you know, $17 for four pounds of chocolate-covered almonds. That's such a steal, right? <laughs> you know, where, where originally you'd be like, why do we need that, first of all? And $20 for that? No way, you know? Um, and it kind of is that way in the middle of, of my training. I'm like, oh, 50 miles. That's no big deal. You know, I mean, this, this workout definitely feels daunting. I, I won't lie to you. But, you know, you definitely get like I said, like kind of a skewed perspective. So anyway, um, so I can't do that and be done by 1245 <laughs> and not get hit by something, you know, when I'm riding my bike in the pitch black at 3am. So, um, so I'm going to start in my basement for probably like two hours on the trainer and then, oh my gosh, I'm going to get <laughs> weepy just thinking about this. I definitely get, you know, I don't like, don't think that this comes easy to me cause it doesn't. Um, so two hours on the trainer and then go out and run for 50 minutes and then come back. And I was talking to Grant about a route that I could do. 
And um, it's going up to Lookout Mountain, which is um, where one of my sisters lives over in Golden. And I've never ridden my bike out there, um, like from my house to there. Uh And there's just, you know, I just get worried about getting lost more than anything or being on roads, you know, like you kind of um, on familiar roads, I kind of know the traffic patterns and I know when I can like jolt over to do a left hand turn or whatever. But, Uh uh, you know, when I don't know that inherently, like I get nervous, you know. Right, right, right. So. Wow. Yeah. So that's a big, and, and again, I just want to emphasize like that is a hard, hard workout for me. So like, I don't want anyone to think like I'm, you know, this is coming easy. Like it is going to, I'm going to get sick to my stomach starting about Thursday thinking about it. And then I'm going to like curse it and tell him about, um, you know, two thirds of the way through. And then I'll just be relieved that I'm, I'm on the backside. So, but, so. so the two hours you're just going to call that good for, even though that would, unless well, you're super, no, superhuman. Yeah. I mean, two hours in the trainer are, um, it's usually about like one and a half times on the road. So that's kind of closer to, oh. um, or more like one and a quarter times on the road. So that's like two thirty um, on the, on the road. Cause you don't have, you don't have any coasting. You're constantly, mm. you know, you constantly have pressure on the pedal, right? Mm-hmm. There's no brakes. Like you can kind of get on the road sometimes. Sure. Um, so that's, you know, that's the best I can do. And I'll be in motion. I mean, I'm going to start at 5 a.m. So I will be in motion for close to seven hours. And that's, that's plenty. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Starting. You're, so you're going to, your butt is going to be in the saddle at 5 a.m. Yes, it will be. Uh-huh. And I'll, um, maybe, uh, maybe if you guys have any ideas for what movie I could watch while I'm on during those two hours, that's tweet it to me at the mother runner. Um, cause I'll, I'll be needing it. Have you started the new season of Mad Men? I haven't. Um, I feel like that's so a little slow for, um, so for the trainer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked uh, house of cards. I, I, um, that Netflix oh. original with Kevin Spacey, right. It right. Was quick, it was a political thriller. I highly recommend that for, um, for good entertainment. How about, uh, game of Thrones? I have not done that. It's, that feels like, what is that? So it's and and uh, so Molly, uh, is just so enthralled with it and I have not watched any of it. I, I mean, I see ads for it on, I think it's on HBO, not Showtime, but I see ads for it. And, um, it, so it's medieval and it has tons of SEX and um, I think it's Don't say that out loud. Yeah, I think it's a little bit violent and um, but just lots of intrigue and um, you know I don't know backstabbing. I'm not I'm not sure in a literal sense, but um, and kind of fanciful and it's based on novels and I guess it's fairly true. The first season was fairly true to the first book. And so Molly was just so excited to finish our run on Saturday and just, she'd gotten um, the second Game of Thrones book at Costco. And so she was oh. so excited just to put her feet up and read that all I weekend. Read it. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll check that out. I'll check that yeah, out. I don't Thanks. know. It might be a little, um, uh, racy, um, tr- might be, you might gauge it as troubling Dimity. I'm not sure. <laughs> my, my heart rate might get too high on the bike. <laughs> It might. You're a ge- as we've determined on this podcast, you are a very gentle soul. So it might just be a little, because yeah. um, I actually I've never watched it. And, and as careful listeners will know, I have a um, lot higher tolerance for TV things than you do. So yeah. um, I have been watching uh, Parks and Rec, which is uh, you know, like 22 minutes, but Game is freaking hilarious. Game of and Thrones, that- Parks and Rec, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Parks and Rec. I mean, the thing about it is, is I can take about two or three episodes of that, and then I'm like, okay, enough. But there are some very, very funny lines, and I and I won't be able to say his name right. That's another pronunciation we need. But that 
that really funny um, Indian actor yes. who says from South Carolina on the show. Oh, he's hilarious. He's very obsessed with like J. Crew and Banana oh, Republic and stuff. And he's very, very funny. He's very um, funny. Very funny. Have you watched? Anyway, um, you're totally off track here. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. Also, can can that be, you getting up at five a.m. brings up one of my topics, which is um, one that Molly and I talked about this morning. Our run is that you really need extra sleep when you're training. And um, and that you also just need to accept that. And that, um, I mean, last night I went to bed at 9 p.m. on the dot and I fell soundly, soundly asleep. There was no laying there debating, you know, what I was going to write about and post this week or what I was going to pack for California. I mean, it was lights out. You know, don't. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Molly said the same thing on on Saturday night. Her husband was like, "Oh, do you want to watch Argo?" She's like, "I don't think I can make it through it." And she went to bed at nine thirty. She said, and was just zonked until the next morning. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you clearly haven't read my post this morning, which is fine. I, I'm not hurt, Sarah, really, I'm not. But um, no, I write that I want to be asleep by 8.45 or 9 these days. Asleep, not getting in bed. I mean, because, I mean, that's, you know, if I'm getting up at 5 or sometimes before 5, that's only eight hours of sleep. And I'm asking a lot of my body right now, you right. know? Is it, is it still, I mean, at 8.45, it's still a tiny bit light here in Portland. No, it's not here. Okay. It's not here right okay. now. Yeah. And I, it doesn't matter. I can call <laughs> You know, <laughs> and I do. I mean, I, 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 you know, I read for like three or four pages, probably the same three or four pages I've read for the past seven nights, previous seven nights. And, uh, and then I go to bed and I, and I am asleep quickly. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So Molly, um, equated being tr- training for a half marathon or a marathon, or I would assume an Ironman as kind of like pregnancy. And she said, She's hungry all the time. She needs a ton more sleep and that her moods really swing a lot and that um, and that she really sort of just has to give in to that. Also, just feelings of excitement. And then there's dread and then there's, you know, fretting about things. And, um, you know, with now we're entering the taper and she's like, it's like the third trimester. I'm just so happy about everything. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That is very accurate. Very accurate. Good one, Molly. Good yeah. one, Molly. Yeah. So, um, so share one of your tips. I, I felt you had more insightful tips than I had. Well, today. I mean, the biggest thing, um, one of the things that I've noticed along this iron mother training is, um, you know, I feel like the more structured and I put harder workouts, but not even harder necessarily, but they're actually easier. Mm. Like for me, like if it says, you know, 60 minute easy run, like, mm. okay, yeah, I can go out and run for 60 minutes. But if, you know, if I have a 60 minute run, but it's divided into four by 15 minute segments. Like the first 15 minutes is a warm up. you know, the second 15 minutes, it's, um, you know, 30 seconds of paying attention to quick turnover and 30 seconds of regular running, you know, knock that out and you're halfway through, you know, and then I've got another 15 minutes of maybe, you know, trying to pick up the pace every quarter mile or half a mile or something like that. And then it's 15 minute cool down. And, and it just doesn't feel as, um, daunting is 60 minutes. There's just something about breaking it up. And yes, I mean, a lot of the more structured workers are are harder, you know, but there's something that's really um, crisp and delicious about them too. Like you just feel like you're making progress, you know? Yep. Yep. I'm, I am though thinking this is all parallel to our work lives, Timothy. You're like, I like a schedule. I like knowing what's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm totally. like, Hey, it's a new day. Let's just see what it brings. And 
And then sometimes for me, I just love those like, oh, go out and, hey, I'll, I'll turn left instead of right today. And, oh, I'll listen to Peter Sagal today instead of music. And just. But, and I do that, too. I mean, I definitely like mix it up a little bit. But I mean, it's just more. It's just I don't know. It just I mean, it's the same thing with Iron Man. I mean, people say just like, but break it into very small chunks, you know, mm-hmm. so especially the workouts that kind of make you feel a little sick to your stomach, or you're not really believing that you can do it, like break it into very small chunks. And, mm-hmm. and just having a little bit of a different mental focus, it doesn't mean that you have to like, you know, do tempo or go do intervals, but it might be, you know, how fast can I get my feet to turn over? How can I think about standing taller? Can I get my arms to go? I mean, that's a little bit of chi running different focuses coming in there. But I don't know, there's just something about you know, getting your mind around smaller bits instead of trying to take on the whole enchilada mm-hmm. at once that I feel has really helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, um, next one, um, that I think, and this kind of falls into, um, definitely a personal preference thing, but I think racing judicious, judiciously is really, um, a, a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there are a lot of women out there and, um, who like to, you know, constantly have a race to move towards and keep on a training plan so that they can keep on going. Um, to me, that's kind of stifling and that well, might be so, me just talking. That's in intriguing the that you th- see, listen to that you, you say on the one hand, you like having structured workouts and the other hand, you don't like being on a training plan. So that's, that's intriguing. Um, and a wonderful, um, paradox perhaps, but I completely agree of, um, not racing all the time. I mean, to me, that just is, I don't like having that much structure and that much. You need to be here and be doing this. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I sometimes think almost if we didn't have to, you know, I sometimes feel like we do our races. So we have something to write about or talk about (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, uh, yeah, but also I just think it's so easy to get burnt out on, you know, and, and expend maybe too much energy on, other races and not, you know, and then when, if you have a goal race, then you come and you feel a little stale or the legs feel a little flat, something like this. So I think saving, saving something, um, from different buckets to be used on a goal race is a good thing to do. Yeah. Well, and I I don't think it's a paradox because Sarah, I haven't done, I mean, I did a a half Ironman last September. And Mm -hmm. so this race is June. And I mean, I've had my eye on this and my mental eye on this for a long time. But I mean, you know, I run, you know, one or two half marathons a year. I've done two marathons my whole life. You know, I mean, I'm not a really, um, I just race judiciously. I like to have a long break in between my races. Oh, and I, that, oh and I know you do. Oh, I most certainly yeah. know you do. And you always joke that it was a good thing that I race more often than you. So we had some fresh material for book number <laughs> exactly. two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so that's just, I mean, and, and, you know, and if you are the kind of person that like always loves to have a race to look forward to, like more power to you. Definitely, you know, don't let me rain on your parade, but maybe think about, um, you know, putting a little bit more emphasis into maybe one or two races to see what you can do. Um, which actually leads in really nicely to my next tip, which, um, is to get a coach for really important races and goals. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know that that sounds expensive and it definitely, um, is expensive. I mean, but I have to say like my coach, um, Brianna is the most important piece of equipment I have for this whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I would not be doing this without her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, just to have somebody, it just takes all the effort of wondering, you know, am I doing the right thing? Wow. I hurt my hamstring. Should I run on it or not? Um, 
you know, am I doing this right? Am I supposed to be feeling stale now? I'm getting faster, but is it fast enough? Like it just takes all that worry off your hands and you can just throw it at your coach, you know? (laughs) And it's just, there's something really nice about that. I mean, I don't think you need to do it for every race, obviously. Um, But if you do have, if you want to qualify for Boston, if you want to, you know, go under four hours in the marathon, if you want to do a really big race, like an ultra marathon or a half Ironman or an Ironman, like having somebody who's really skilled and knowledgeable and can guide you capably is just, I think it's just priceless. Um, yeah. And also, cause you can, it doesn't have to be an in, a, an in-person, you know, uh, cost, which I think would probably be higher. I mean, there are online coaches, including Christine Hinton, who um, who's um, the the running coach.com. Yes. Right. Yes, um, yeah. She's I did our, she, uh, she did the training plans for train like a mother and um, Brie does, she does online coaching, right? I mean, she's, yeah, I mean, she, she lives in Wisconsin. I don't, I mostly interact with her, um, you know, online. We've talked a couple times in person and, and I feel like I could call her anytime if something big came up, but I mean, she just, you know, there's just something really nice and, you know, and it's, and it's, and having somebody to be accountable to, not just a training plan that you can, you know, put a sticker on or mark an X off, which, you know, works a lot of the time, but saying, yes, I did this workout and now what's coming next, you know, is mm-hmm. just so, I don't know. It's, it's just value, really, really valuable. I also think another option would be, um, there's a couple women's track clubs here in Portland and, mm-hmm. I know there were a lot of women from, I believe it's called Team Athena here in town who went to Boston, who raced Boston. And um, they just, you know, it's a it's a way, again, to be held accountable. You know, you're showing up every Tuesday or Thursday night or whenever their track workouts are. Someone's telling you what the workout should be. So it's you're not trying to second guess what your speed workout should be. Um, and, you know, they're telling you your pace or they're giving you an idea what your pace is. And then just having other people there to push yourself against. And, um, so I think that might be another alternative to yeah. having a coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, a, and again, it's like, it's like a three or four month thing, you know, you do it for, if you want to qualify, qualify for Boston, maybe you have them for four or five months, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not like you have to take it on for years and years. And I mean, so Bri has coached me. This is the second time she's coached me, but I took a break and I'm going to definitely take a break after this. <laughs> I hope you're, hope you're listening, Bri. I don't want your workouts on June 24th. Thank you very much. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, oh, I had, I had one more tip. Let me th- throw one in. Um, so again, this is from Molly, Sage Molly, who will be, um, running with me in Vancouver, um, that she suggested if your shoes aren't working for you, ditch them and switch them. And that she, I think there's a, yeah, I think there's a country song in there, isn't there? Um, so she had switched to, um, kind of a different type of running shoe and, had really enjoyed them and, and, um, they suited her well. And then as we got into the longer training run, she was kind of like, I'm not so sure about these. And then she said after the 20 miler, she just, her feet were in so much pain and she just was like, this is crazy. I, I am not digging these shoes anymore. And she got a different pair of shoes and now she's loving them and the foot pain's gone. And it wasn't like a, a plantar fasciitis foot pain. It was just that her foot, her feet hurt from all that pounding. And as sure. you know, Molly and I are not small people, and and um, you know, just needed a little more underneath the, the feet. So, sure. yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely, um, yeah, and do it before before you get plantar fasciitis or before you get a stretch fracture. You know, when your feet are aching after a long run, like then it's time to bring your shoes into a running specialty store, the ones that you wore during the run. Talk 
you know, very openly about what is going on with them and try on, I mean, be obnoxious. I, I often say that like in posts, like be obnoxious to the salesperson. like, say, okay, I want to try these four pairs on, you know, and if they don't feel good, then say, can I try these two as well? Like, that's you know, not, I mean, I think we shouldn't even cast that as obnoxious. That's just being discerning and getting the best product. And I think that's what a running specialty store is looking to have people do. It's just, yeah, I know, I know, but I think that's a, you know, women making apologies about their behavior. And um, yeah. I know I'm trying to say, I'm sorry less when it's, you know, if I bump into someone, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but if I'm just speaking up and, and, you know, demanding what is rightfully mine, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for asking for it. So that was a little feminist side note there. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Up off your soapbox now, Sarah. So I can <laughs> give my last tip, um, which is actually one that, um, that Brie, my coach, um, told me because there's been a couple days where I would text her at like four and I'd be like, Oh, I can't get it in today. Like, you know, the kids are, needing to be somewhere. And, you know, that means I'm not getting on the bike until eight. And I just, I can't do it tonight. Um, it's usually after a trip that I feel that way. And, um, and she's like, need a day, take a day. Mm. And, you know, consistency matters so much more than one workout ever will. So, so I miss one out of, you know, six workouts in a week, you know, once a month, like that's okay. You know, I mean, it's not, that's not a, like, you know, buy one, get one free pass, you know, every, (laughs) every week you get to, you know, to to give yourself a pass uh, for a couple workouts. But, you know, when you wake up and you're like, gosh, I just feel heavy. You know, my legs are heavy. My head doesn't want to do this. My heart is not into it, you know, and it's a six miles, you know, with broken up into 15 minute segments. (laughs) You know, it's okay to say no. I mean, you know, we, we, in train like a mother, we mark the ones that you've got to do. And I mean, I know the big workouts. I mean, I know that this Saturday is a whopper and I can't text her and be like, don't think I can do that one, you know, but you know, if there's like, you know, an, an easier spin, like I know that it's going to be okay. I will come out better on the other side by not doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give myself a chance to get that sleep in or, you know, just spending that time foam rolling or whatever it happens to be. So, yeah. yeah, well, that's, that's a good note to end on coming out better on the other side. So hopefully these tips will help people do that. Um, so thanks for listening. And if you want more of us, we are on Facebook at run like a mother, the book and our website where Dimity's wonderful post that I'm so eager to read is, um, <laughs> Um, I haven't been on my computer yet today. How about that yeah, as an I'm excuse? Gonna, I'm going to make you recite that. I want you to memorize it for the next <laughs> podcast, Sarah, so, I, so that I know that you read it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. As Dimity mentioned, uh, our Twitter account is at the mother runner, and our books Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, full of nine training plans, count them, uh, are both available at amazon.com. Thanks and many happy miles. Thank you.